0: Straight from Aloe, the leader in mind, body, wellness, it's the Aloe Mindful Podcast. Get ready for uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals from culture, sports, music, fitness, and wellness to unlock what they do to excel in each of their chosen professions and in life. Join me, Allison Wilson. I've been at Aloe a decade working side-by-side side with the founders, helping to bring Aloe to life. Listen in now to meet people who help motivate us to do better, be better, and live better. Be here. everybody hello we are here with Danielle Laporte at Mindful the podcast in Allo Studios and Danielle is not only an incredible thinker, author and you know helper of our hearts um, she's also an OG friend of Aloe where um, we all worked together a long time ago and I'm like really excited about your new book and I'm really excited that we get to share.
1: Hey I have a podcast question first. Is it like mindful? Of stuff, or is it mindful, or is it both? Both. (laughs) That's good. I love it.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We wanted to have a space where people could um, get uplifted and ignited by cool people who are doing amazing things in the world and whether they're in yoga or in music or in basketball. So like when we got to talk to you, this was definitely along those lines. Danielle knows the goods and, um, a bunch of us five years. So this is your first book in five years. And about five years ago when white hot truth came out, a lot of us read it, it got to us and, um, it was, uh, something that we, talked about that we learned from and y'all made us wait a really long time for something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited that it's here. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, before White Hot Truth, you put your Desire Map program on Aloe Moves. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Actually, I had nothing to do with that. It was this amazing other part of the team. And mm. it was really, it's really neat that it's there.
1: Desire Map. I remember shooting the course for Aloe in a warehouse studio that they turned into like little faux living room. And, you know, the seed of all the desire map methodology is in the new book, how to be loving. So like that question was, how do you want to feel? And that question changed my life and it became the basis of my career and this whole coaching program that we have. And then I realized it wasn't about desire. And there is a bigger question. Like you need to ask how you want to feel. It's like, it's, it's the crossroads of waking up. It's part of development. You got to do that, but it's not the end
0: game. And that's how we got to how to be loving. This is hopefully going to make you laugh. I was at my car wash this weekend and I needed to break a 20 and they have like the best card selection. Shout out to beach city car wash on Venice and Lincoln. And I found this card and I need to show it to you. It has this like, for those of you who are listening and not watching, it has this kind of like up y like vintage looking lady and she's printing, I don't know, a begonia and it says
1: yoga, yoga- gardening, meditation, and yet still strangely homicidal. <laughs>
0: yeah. So like, yeah. okay, so I, I grabbed this because I needed to break my 20 and also because it made me laugh so hard. I felt like it like captured so much of what the frustration in like trying to be Through the things that we do, trying to be in a way that we feel okay to the not of your question, how do we want to feel? What happens when you're doing all the right things in your head and you don't feel okay? And this is what you're the question that I think maybe you're starting to get at, not starting to get at, but really answering in how to be loving.
1: Mm. I don't think we are doing all the right things in our head and can feel not okay. So it's like, let me back up. I want to ask you, are we doing all the right things in our head? I don't think so. I think what happens is we get on these paths. It's like, I'm going to be more yoga. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to think more positively. I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to do the wellness things. I'm going to do the social activism things. All those things are great. But the question is like, what's motivating it? Is it you showing up to say like, I'm a more spiritual person. I'm a community leader because you want people to think you're a more spiritual person because you need this kind of degree of attention or affirmation. Like, you know, one thing I say in how to be loving is the best place for the ego or the wounded child to hang out is in this self-help space, is in yoga studios, is in personal development workshops because we all look so great doing it. Like, look, we want to leave the world a better place. We want to be healthy. We want to be hip. We want to be community. All good, but just press pause on all the stuff you're doing. Why? 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 Because you need some validation you didn't get from your family of origin. Because you think the spiritual path makes you more worthy of whatever you desire. Like my relationship used to be like, hey, if I do all this stuff, I'm going to burn enough karma and then I'll finally get what I want. And that's not how it works. How it works is. The right thinking is I'm doing this from my heart. I'm doing this because I feel connected to everybody else because your happiness matters to me. Your happiness is part of my happiness. So wellness path, all of that. Is it ego centered? Is it coming from the wound or is it coming from heart and real inclusiveness? And that informs what you're thinking
0: something that was interesting to me is when you started addressing how we can feel when we butt up against things we don't like situations world situations situations with people in our life relationships other people's reactions how do you frame this idea of being loving within uh, confrontation of challenge shortcut there's two shortcuts one
1: is okay so you're in the bind you're in the argument you're feeling judged, you're totally being judgy with the other person it's someone at work it's your personal it's your partner it's your mother-in-law whoever it is doesn't matter and you just stop you stop and think to yourself oh i've done that before and that's it and in that just that simple gesture you find common ground you're interrupting all of those judgmental thoughts you're interrupting all the ways that you're thinking about defending yourself with that person and maybe, you know, whatever they're doing, they're arrogant, they're greedy, they're critical, whatever it is. You were that at one point in your life. You might've been that this morning. You might be that tomorrow. It's just, let's just find a little common ground and soften. That'll get you to the real game changer, which is, and I know a lot of people listening are, can be down, get down with this theory, which is it's all a reflection. And So it doesn't mean, you hear this a lot in our space about, especially with women dating narcissistic men. So there's this conversation that's been going on for a long time. It's like, you know, I'm empathic, I'm sensitive, and I attract narcissists because nurses love to feed off of sensitive people. And that is actually, you know, psych 101, true, that is true. Narcissists love to pair with people who will do all the feeling for them. But what happens is in that perspective, we don't look at that other person and go, well, maybe I'm a little bit narcissistic. Like how is that person across from you reflecting you? They could be the most um, closed-minded, stubborn, not progressive whatsoever person. And maybe you are a lot more mature and enlightened, but there is a seed. I would call it like a seed frequency of that energy that's in front of you inside of you. And if you really want to get it right, if you really want to expand, you got to say, okay, this is where I'm a little bit narcissistic. This is where I'm a little bit shut down. Person in front of you may be so narcissistic and so shut down, but you just take responsibility for your little 10%. And you walk through life going, okay, how is this a reflection of me?
0: That's the game changer. You know, as I was reading it over the weekend, I just kept thinking to myself, this is like a crash course in not crashing. And also like what to do when you are crashing or not to do as the case. Oh, maybe. that's so
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> crash course I, and not crash, crashing.
0: It just felt like, you know, I was excited to read because it was a new piece of thought from somebody that I think is awesome. You and a lot of my friends think is awesome. And it hit harder than I expected it to. And mm. I definitely, I feel like for, you know, anyone who's listening, who wants, um, a radical perspective shift sounds gentle. You have a very reassuring delivery, but when you Mm -hmm. live it and you talk about this in your book, it's actually really hard. It creates a lot of challenge. I think to do that thing of taking responsibility for that piece of you in the reflection that is showing and Mm -hmm. taking responsibility doesn't mean, I don't know, going to all of your, whatever your defense mechanisms are, you know, radical indigna- indignation, calling a friend, blame, anger, all of that to be in, in love and in acceptance. I'm learning from reading,
1: but you know, this, the level is, yes, it's about acceptance and forgiveness of others. Totally. But the the power move is you get loving with all those parts of yourself. So you know, we're, we're good humans. People are good. People are love. So when we are not forgiving and we got the grudges and all of that heavy stuff, we immediately judge ourselves for it. So it's like, we're judging the other person. And then we judge ourselves for being judgy. And that just creates this big energy block. And what I'm proposing is that you love your judgmental nature. And then your own judgmental nature or your obsessiveness or your neuroses or your neediness or whatever your thing is, all your little addictions, they just start to relax a bit. And that's the hard work. It's actually kind of easy to forgive people if you really just let yourself do it. I think it's actually forgiving is our default. My experience is I have let myself get talked out of forgiving before. Like I was in this car accident once. It was clearly the other guy's fault and he was so sweet about it. And I just thought it's okay. I'm okay. My car was total, but I was okay. I walked away. It was amazing. And I just wanted to just let it be. And he didn't want his insurance rates to go up and all those things that happened, you know, and I said to the person I was with, and I said to some friends, like, I'm just going to let this be. I just want to just forgive and literally walk away from this. And. I didn't stay in my heart. I let everybody say, no, listen, you got to go through insurance. You got to do this the right way. This guy, oh, you know, this could make you lots of money. And I still regret not letting that go. But what it, what it taught me was that my natural inclination is to forgive. And I think that's, I'm, I'm betting on that being a universal truth. It just, the mind comes in and we get into this whole BS story about accountability. And and it's just a slippery
0: slope to grievance and not getting over things. I love that. And I like, I think about when um, hearing about you handling things, it makes me think about your routine and like how I want to know how you live it, because this is, Mm. this is something that you, you teach in your book. I've read like 400, you know, workshop groups all over the world. There's something that you're putting into practice in people's lives actively. They're called, remind me of the name. Of your- so we have
1: this program. It's called Heart, Heart Centered Leadership Program. Yes. So we've got these coaches and facilitators and yoga teachers and HR directors who have this curriculum. So I've created all these conversation starters and workshops to use in all these different places or your one-on-one coaching. And it's really about virtue and resilience. Super cool stuff fun stuff. And yeah, it's 400 mostly women, some really cool men in 30 plus countries doing this work. It's all available at
0: danielleport.com/leadership. Yeah. Um love sharing resources. So like so how what is your routine like? You are you live uh, this. T- talk yep. to me. You wake up, what happens? When, how, what do we eat? What are we doing?
1: Okay, I'll give you the day routine and then I'll give you the inner routine. So the day routine is always meditate in the morning. And I break my own rule lots. And I check my phone, especially right now, you know, in like book launch mode and all this stuff that's happening. But on a good day, when I take a few breaths before I get out of bed, I don't check my phone until after I meditate. I have one meditation practice that I've been working with for about nine months now. And that's my new routine. I used to be like, I'm gonna try this and this and this and 20 minutes here and an hour there and 10 minutes here. And it's like, no, one practice, 20 to 30 minutes. I often do it walking in the woods. I live in Vancouver. So I'm by the ocean. I'm by this beautiful park. And I love being outside to meditate and move and really work with the elements and really kind of pour my heart into nature. I've officially like as of this week, bag intermittent fasting. <laughs> I tried it and I wanted to die. <laughs> And I'm just like you know what this is my philosophy on food. I'm going to feed myself like I used to feed my child. I still feed my child. He's like an you know almost a man now, but it's like three times a day, good food, small amounts, lovingly. That's it. That's gonna. Be, I'm gonna eat like I love myself. No, no starvation, no, none of that anymore. So there's that. And then I cannot wait to get going. So right now it's a lot of podcasting. You know, I have my own podcast with Love Danielle. This is what I love to do is talk about conversations around consciousness and self-acceptance. I don't read, um, I don't read much self-help anymore. I'm really on a self-help diet. I found that ingesting so much stuff, especially you know the metaphysical, esoteric stuff, it was actually causing me a lot of anxiety because I was, it was feeling like my tools weren't sharp enough. I, it was one more practice to learn. Am I living, am I a pure of heart enough? So I've taken a pause on that. And then there's some different days of the week. There's some sweating involved. There's a gym involved. There's some yoga involved. I basically designed my living room in my apartment I I haven't been here for too long but I was like I wanted to feel like a yoga studio so everything is low to the ground there's always a yoga mat out in the dining room I got one that blends with my hardwood floors because it all got to be like quiet and then there's you know there's lots of friendship but the interior stuff which is what makes all the difference is there's a lot of gratitude as just now it's a default practice for me and really refining this practice of choosing loving thoughts, which is is really sort of the diamond of how to be loving. So like every heavy, negative, divisive, I'm not good enough, you're not good enough thought that comes up. I try to not get judgy about having it, but I try and swoop in right away with a higher vibration thought that I can believe. And that is the difference between
0: struggle (laughs) and happiness. I mean, that's a power move is to treat your thoughts before you treat a situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of great, great isms. Yeah. I love it. Yes. Treat the thought
0: before the situation. Just I just read your book. So. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm full of it right now. You're like a hashtag <laughs> generator.
0: <laughs> what's your five minute move? Like, If you're like, I have five minutes yeah. I'm in the middle of like my day, it's all going down. What's your go-to for your quick? Yes.
1: Box breathing. So four counts, inhale, hold it for four counts Four, exhale, hold one, two, three, four and repeat. And if I can just do three cycles of that, I'm good with, this is really important. Focus on your heart center. So you really get into that warmth of the heart chakra and you just breathe, you get present and you're doing all sorts of things like um, on a meta level, It's really the heart center where the intelligence is. All the intelligence, everything you need is in the present. The breath brings you to presence. The breath brings you to love. And it helps regulate both your central and your parasympathetic nervous system. And really, that's what all of life should be about right now for everybody on the planet. You just do what you need to do to regulate and nourish your nervous system. You want to change the world, nourish your nervous system. You want better relationships, more intimacy, more prosperity, a better butt, better skin. You want to feel closer to life, source itself. You just focus on loving your nervous system.
0: I just had to box breathe the other day. I uh, was out. I like to go surfing. We live by the beach here. And and I paddled and the waves were like way bigger than I thought they were. And I realized I was like redlining. And I couldn't really figure out why, but like full fight or flight, in my free time this is supposed to be fun and i thought i this is a breath issue and and tried that which is not something that i'm usually like doing is like regulated breath during the day and man it turned everything around it was just Mm -hmm. it's really incredible to take control of your body to take control of your mind and your heart and your blood pressure and like whatever is going down
1: you want to think clearly breathe
0: intentionally Mm -hmm. That's it. I read, I wrote this down. You wrote in your chapter on light and shadow, all relationships are yoga. And that stood out for me because that's a lot of what we do here. Can we talk Mm -hmm. about that?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, yoga union, but I look at every relationship, whether it's like with your person or your boss or just, you know, someone you meet in a cafe, every exchange is an
0: opportunity for healing
1: and what's healing healing. Let's just back up. What's healing? Healing is you becoming aware of who you really are. Healing is you realizing, okay, I'm not just my body. I'm not someone's daughter. I'm not someone's partner. I'm not a podcaster. I am this energy being having this human experience. I mean, this is Ram Dass stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. And every relationship will teach you that because in every single relationship, You are going to have to be more than just your body, your role, your job. You are going to have to be loving. Love is an energy. You're going to have to be forgiving and compassionate and resilient. That's all energy. And that is the stuff that you're made of. So all the triggering, you know, this is like such a popular term for good reason. (laughs) But us getting triggered, whether it's someone cutting us off in traffic or you know, how our ex ghosted us, whatever it is, the pain that gets triggered is just something in your subconscious coming up to say, Hey, will you pay attention to me? It's not that you're weak. It's not that you're a loser. It's not that you're unevolved. It's just something you've been carrying around this life saying, Oh, Hey, that hurt. When the the trigger is, I felt angry. I felt hurt. I felt abandoned. I felt neglected, whatever it is. I felt guilty. So all of that is kind of in your basement and it's just knocking on the basement to say, Hey, I just want you to pay attention to me. Hello. I am pain. Can you please give me some love? And that is how you heal. That's how you become more whole. That's how you get it together. You love the stuff that's, that's hurting you.
0: Yeah, I think circling that's really beautiful and circling back to what you said about yoga being union and the oneness. I, I think, um, Mm -hmm being in the soup together of the all being you know the same the same with the same like yeah. you said all people are the same and and that that's um that's a takeaway from yoga and the meaning of yoga is the oneness and the union and our mm-hmm. time together our relationships are that it's it's i'm understanding what you said now that's a great explanation
1: and 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 that essence of yoga you know ahimsa to do no harm and seva selfless service and I I think you know what I see happening in the personal development space is that we're over focused on what works for us and what doesn't work for us and again that's developmental like yes create a life that feels good figure out how you want to feel yeah and yes have boundaries figure out what respect looks like and feels to you and then go further expand like give someone a break man just mm-hmm. you know like it's okay it's okay that they don't speak to you the way you want to be spoken to they're unhealed they're doing their work how about you help them heal by you being a loving place for them to land how about you loving them anyway even though they don't have it together that's what's going to transmute them and that is what is going to make you more powerful love is how you get stronger forgiveness is how you become
0: empowered and you know forgiveness is the baller move really (laughs) really yeah I don't I don't know if you've noticed this but um we don't always all agree with each other yeah we don't (laughs) yeah yeah. I I mean I just feel like we are very we are confronted a lot with differences right now yeah more than ever more than ever and I you you write about it in such an exceptionally interesting way. Can we talk about that a little bit? How do we handle being different, our differences?
1: Well, first, you got to wake up to the system and realize that everything right now is designed for division because division creates a lot of profit and also feeds a lot of ego. So whether you're arguing about medical choices of a nationality or the queen or whatever it is, like everything that's being touted in front of us is just like, it's being dropped into the middle of this boxing ring so don't take the bait like this is all designed to divide stop pull back look at the bigger picture so there's that you can't love somebody you can't soften unless you see them and you this goes back to part of our conversation about reflection so there's that reflection being the power move like where are you tyrannical where are you uptight where are you doing what you're judging and everybody else but the other move is, One, realize we all come from the same source. (laughs) Wherever it is, it got us all here and it's keeping us all alive, the universal intelligence, you know? And then to just celebrate that everybody has free will. You get to think whatever you want to think. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that powerful and miraculous? Guess what? Everybody else has that same power. And if you can't agree with them, just celebrate the fact that they are using their own mind, that they are walking their own path. That is amazing. That is amazing that they're using their own agency. You might not like how they're using it, but they're speaking, they're thinking. So there's a couple levels here. One, we tolerate everybody else. Tolerance is better than intolerance. That's cool. Next, we can actually accept. So acceptance is like, we embrace what we've been pushing away. Like, okay, I'm going to lean into this conversation. I'm going to try and figure out why do you think that way? That's interesting. What could we have in common? Is there a reason that I could actually get on board with respecting you? And my experience is, doesn't matter how in opposition I am to somebody else's opinions or a belief system, we can find something that we have in common. We want our children to be well. We want to be free. We want to clean up the oceans, whatever it is. But there's something beyond that, which is what I'm most interested in, which is, reverence so i'm going to celebrate i'm actually going to have respect reverence some awe for the fact that like you're doing your thing that's amazing and i'm going to have reverence that i'm doing my thing i'm thinking about things i'm feeling things i'm planning things i want to leave the world a better place that's pretty awesome and then you're going to do what you're going to do what can i do
0: okay that's landing this is this is so powerful That's good medicine for right now for being in the world is what goes beyond acceptance, what goes beyond tolerance into acceptance and then into working with the energies that are around you instead of. Yes. And this, this gets into
1: a conversation about social justice. because someone's going to be thinking, should we be allowing this to go on? And what about all the inequalities and the inequities and all of that? And there are things to fight for. And there is a holy anger to have for sure. And there is so much to be voiced, but we have to do it from a place where I am standing up for what's right on behalf of what's right for everybody, not just my community, not just my self-interest, not just what's going to benefit my culture or my code or my corporation, but I'm going to stand up and say, all children should be treated this way. All human beings should have this kind of privilege, this benefit. And we have to do that with the intention to not cause harm. So I don't think angry activism is the solution. I think loving activism is the solution. Activism that's really inclusive. So we're never taking shots at the person themselves. We're taking shots at the policy. But even more than that, we are focusing on how we want things to be and this works for your own life like stop focusing on what's going wrong look at it look at it see it really clearly take responsibility for it don't over identify it don't give it too much of your time just give it 20% of your time and then give 80% of your time to celebrating what's working and to what you really want to be this is really basic in relationship therapy by the way i mean every every couples counseling session i've had the best ones where you, you know you start off with you know you shrink on so What's working? And it changes everything.
0: You might not know this, but Alo has its own fitness and mindfulness platform called Alo Moves. We're all about giving you a 360 degree wellness experience and alo moves offers not only fitness classes but also guided meditation sound baths nutrition tips self-care tutorials like dry brushing and gua sha and face yoga my personal favorite it really brings to life alo's mission of mindful movement and is a one-stop shop for everything you would want in your wellness journey the classes are taught by some of the world's best instructors who are each experts in their respective spaces whether it be for yoga pilates bar hit strength training meditation you name it what i love most about alo moves is the convenience I am so busy with my work and my family and I can just wake up in the morning, roll out my mat, Press play on all the new classes. There's tons of new classes every week, whether it's yoga or mat pilates or strength training with my dumbbells at home. I can easily find something that fits in my busy schedule from five minute classes to hour long studio style sessions. And there's beginner to advanced levels. So it's accessible for everyone. Go to ellamoves.com to try it for yourself. And you can take 50% off your annual membership with the code mindful. That's code M-I-N-D-F-U-L-L for half off a year of aloe moves. Let's get moving today. Danielle, you have so much to share and you have chosen to spend your life sharing. How did how did this happen for you? How did you become Danielle Laporte, best-selling author, mm. person who knows things that we all need to learn? How do you feel comfortable sharing it? I'd love to hear about your path a little bit.
1: Uh super normal. Like I used to always want a near death experience so I could say I saw the light and I came back with information for everybody. You know, it's also great branding when you've had an enlightenment experience, <laughs> but I'm just like putting one foot in front of the other. I'm super committed to love. I mean, I think that's that's the sauce. Like I'm showing up and I'm doing my stuff. I'm trying to have courageous conversations. I, sh- I show up and I meditate. I work daily on forgiving myself and reverence for all my shadowy stuff that is hard to look at. That's it. And I've been super blessed with great teachers. I mean, you don't get, you don't get any degree of wisdom alone. You have, everybody's got a counsel at some point in their life. Like, and it might be just a girlfriend or it could be a spiritual director. It could be a yoga teacher. And they give you the right nugget at the right time. You go, oh, I'm so ready to hear that.
0: Yeah. I feel like you are a constant student and maybe Mm -hmm. that's who makes the best teachers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Would you advise to our listener friends out there at the Mindful Podcast land to be constant learners?
1: Yes, like one of the hallmarks of, you know, the sage is, they just say like, I just, the more I learn, like the less I know. I think it becomes more about just being like, for me at this point in my life, I feel like simplicity is my spiritual practice. I just, I want to go deep. I want less stuff. I want less dogma, fewer books. I want to have relationships with teachers. Like I want to feel peer to peer, heart to heart with the deep thinkers, with the deep feelers. I want to, you know what it is? I just simplify this. I want to find the beauty in everything. And that's how you keep beginner's mind as the Buddhists would say. It's like Always be finding the beauty. What's the good that came out of that? What's the what's the sweet thing about that guy at work that's driving you crazy? And that's what keeps you gentle. And gentleness is it's the medicine we need the most right now.
0: That's beautiful. I think we can say thank you to you from me, from all of us at Aloe, from the mindful community. Danielle, it's been a treat being with you and anyone who wants to dig deeper, how to be loving October 11th is something you can look to and we'll keep watching your podcast and your Instagram and sharing this adventure with you. Thank you. Oh,
1: this is so fun. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So fun. Thank you, Danielle.